Hi, and welcome to today's podcast. Today, we're going to talk about Swedish fathers during COVID-19. And my guest today is Assistant Professor Eva Andersson. She's a senior lecturer at Karolinska Institute in Stockholm at the Division of Reproductive Health. Her early research on fathers has already started during her PhD and was looking at fathers' roles during the perinatal period. Her research field is relevant during the ongoing pandemic, more than ever before. We will talk about fathers' role and how it has shifted during the pandemic, especially um, taking focus on Sweden. And um, she will share her opinion and her research on parenting and the issues of, for example, domestic violence and the shared parenting roles in Sweden. So I'm very curious to hear about your research, Eva, and what you're about and doing right now. So thanks first, of course, also for being being my guest today. Thank you so much, Simon. Uh, and I'm very happy to talk about this subject, which is very important these days uh, during covid pandemic uh, especially when family is very close to each other in homes and uh, more isolated than before right how how do you 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 talked to me before about this shift you've seen where when it comes to the new sort of the shared parenting in sweden and and your concerns around that due to the COVID pandemic. Yes. Um, we have seen in the hospital and also in the antenatal clinics that uh, father, expecting fathers are not welcome uh, because of this COVID. And they also feel that they are... Uh, left behind because they don't mm-hmm. uh, are welcome and, right. and also the midwives thing uh, that I have spoke to that they also think that they are not so important as fathers mm-hmm. so the starting point when you're pregnant it's very important to be involved and then after the baby come, they are not prepared for parenthood at all. Right, because they are now excluded from, from all the antenatal visits and yes. also it's been a discussion on whether fathers are allowed to be part of the delivery or not and I I did some small research in Sweden where we saw that, that the pregnant women were very concerned that their partners weren't able to join the antenatal visits and also almost terrified mm. by the idea that that dad wouldn't be able to attend the delivery. And mm. I think it's an interesting aspect because it's such a cultural specific part in Sweden too. And maybe you can share a little bit about that, mm. that expectation also that fathers should be involved. Yes, because since uh, the 70s, we had uh, worked very hard to the family be more equal regarding the uh, taking care of the child and also homework and uh, mm-hmm. 
We also uh, promote the father a stay at home with children uh, six months or more. Okay. It's very okay. common in Sweden nowadays. And it begins uh, to discuss this during uh, pregnancy and in the antenatal clinic with parental groups and they meet other fathers and mm-hmm. also father group classes for only fathers that they can talk about their expectation of what the father role uh, include and also what they are supposed to think or uh, fe- fears and feelings. Uh, and and how is it now? Is are these classes still available, or are they also just remote or cancelled completely? Yes, there's also a concern that we have in Sweden that the group session during uh, pregnancy and and after delivery is closed, so they don't offer any parental groups, nor uh, during pregnancy nor after pregnancy so there are all also some web classes that you can see on internet but you don't meet anybody to discuss you just have information mm-hmm. and I, I if i understood correctly from your research it was just especially these classes that actually had a huge impact on improving mental health in fathers and and also sort of cement their role as as fathers because they had these other fathers or the father group leader as a role model. Maybe you could share a little bit about that research and how important it is. Yeah, because in Sweden, since the 90s, we have uh, father groups for Mm -hmm. all the fathers, uh, expected fathers, and also they continue to meet the same father after delivery four to five mm-hmm. times and no research had been done before so I thought it was very important to see what happened in this group and mm-hmm. we yeah, interviewed both father groups, midwives and, and father themselves what, what impact they have so our conclusion is that it's very important nobody else can uh, support the father than father themselves. Right. Uh, Very uh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. And also, uh, uh, like a normalization of thoughts that you never talk with your women, mm-hmm. woman with, or on other friends. But if you are in the same position, expecting fathers or new fathers, you can share more. Uh, special thoughts about your role as a father and and discuss exactly. uh, issues uh, and and also the father group leader also say that the father uh, you can see that the domestic violence get less if the father gets involved uh, right in very early childhood yeah. I just wanted to ask you about that because I know from a from a researcher in Yale that we both know that has has looked at um, 
father involvement in the family and if the fathers are more involved the domestic violence is going down but then i assume this must be an extra concern now when fathers are less involved during the antenatal or perinatal time in sweden they are more together at home in in the in the home and then there is there is less of an involvement of the fathers in this in in the care so so you you you're concerned about the increase in domestic violence now due to this situation or what is your yeah Uh, not my research but other have seen that uh, it's uh, decrease no increase uh, the domestic violence in family Mm -hmm. and uh, for other f- earlier research, you know that the domestic violence uh, increase during pregnancy. So if you put one to one together, you can see that we are very concerned about the domestic violence. Uh, we, we should see numbers so it's not so nice after COVID, I think. Yeah. Mm. And obviously that impacts both the mother's mental health and physical health and uh, has an impact on the outcome of the child and, yeah. and the family as a whole. What what would you say would would be things, actions that would should be taken now? Maybe not only in Sweden, but in a general public health policy-making perspective. Like what should we do in order to reduce the risk for domestic violence, risk also for for mental health um, <clears throat> outcomes due to this pandemic. Yeah, I, I think we must be more uh, aware of, of the, the situation and the mental health impact on, from the COVID. And also, I think, a um, little more fantasy in the care uh, as a as a professional, I think sometimes we just uh, look down the uh, f- that we say we shouldn't do uh, this um, like f- father's uh, engagement in the care, but you can see also that you can use technique uh, uh, um, like uh, Zoom or. Uh, right, like these up? e-mental health tools, right, that we, yeah. both of us do research in, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I was just just writing on a new research grant and emphasizing mm. the fact that during this COVID pandemic, it has become even more prevalent how useful these e, e-health tools are and that we should really use them to bridge the gap between the care provided and and the needs that there is yeah and i think the need is is getting bigger and at the same time services are cut out so it's kind of strange how how the rationale goes Mm. yeah so so i know that father told me that they must suggest to the midwife that she could use telephone so the, she, he could see the ultrasound or she, he yeah. could follow the, the care d- 
during yeah. pregnancy or he, he had question to the midwife. So mm-hmm. I think if it welcome fathers more by uh, telephone or uh, WhatsApp or or Zoom or so he, he could be involved. It's very easy if you just yeah. can, uh, yeah. You, you can tell you just that. have to do it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as, yeah. a, as a healthcare provider as yeah. well. And as you say, we should become more creative in, in what kind of tools can be used mm. Um, mm. outside the standard yeah. standard uh, care, yeah. right? So it's, it's a one, one way that you can uh, reduce the stress during uh, parenthood, I think, to, to mm-hmm. just get answer from your question and... and to, and see that your equal parent, both mother yeah. and fathers, is very important for the baby. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and in Sweden, we have this family focus uh, in pregnancy very long time. So I, I think we must uh, identify that we should not uh, be, be uh, more. Uh, conservative again mm, about right. this. That was your fear that the the, the health the healthcare services cutting out these father involvements that it would make the entire family structure back to the back to the days before the fathers were involved. Yeah. If I remember correctly from what you've told me before. Yes. Yes, and also that. <clears throat> I think the role model, if if the father, uh, the, the the yes, uh, sorry, uh, yeah, we have numbers, uh, little different numbers, but if you see during pregnancy, it's about ten percent. Mm-hmm. I have seen, and also that's similar to the women's levels, a little lower, but not much lower no. actually. Yeah, that's uh, kind of concerning, actually. Yes, uh, the, the they have symptoms of depression uh, between yes eight to ten, and in different yeah. in different studies, a six month postpartum, it's like ten to fifteen percent. So it's it's wow. it's not. It's more differences in women between mm-hmm. uh, pregnancy and postpartum, but in fathers, it it seems to don't um, increase so much. So, uh, but it's it's aware that you should see the father during pregnancy because they indicate uh, earlier than the mother, I think. And now they're excluded from those antenatal visits. So, yeah. so we we would you would assume that there is probably an increase in depression levels in fathers. Yeah. Uh, due to that, a lot of them are not detected during the antenatal clinic visits. Yeah. So, so I I think uh, it's good to go out to the midwives. In Sweden, uh, I can say that the midwives take care of 
the whole pregnancy, the normal pregnancy. Right. They never meet a doctor in Sweden. Therefore, I talk about midwives. It's very important uh, for the parental um, transition to fatherhood and also transition to motherhood, of course, uh, because they only see the midwives. Right. And then, so they have a central role yeah, there well, in, the, yes. in the care. Yes. Yeah. And also they must know the importance of get the father involved. So I think the next step is to to educate midwife uh, also what what can happen if the father is not involved. Right. Because you know that uh, if if they don't support the women they the women get more stressed or depressed and also when the children is growing up uh, and they also see the impact uh, of children's health right and, and also right. Uh, the development of especially the cognitive development you have seen it uh, lower if the father is not present that's so so important news also for countries such as Switzerland where the fathers are very limitedly involved. Yeah. Recently there has been a father leave, but I think what you just said is a very good like conclusion to raise all this awareness of how important the fathers are during the perinatal period but also during the years of of, ch- of the early years of the child. Yeah. So um I, I really, I'm really, really grateful that you were sharing your insights about your research and your clinical work with midwives and your teaching at Karolinska Institute. So thank you very, very much for mm. being a, a, my guest for today's podcast. Um, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Perfect.